Art Next Door, prepared by Tuche Eren. Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free community-based art, socially engaged artistic practice, artist-led project spaces, collectives, emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. This is the eighth episode of Art Next Door, which is a bi-weekly program at Keith FM and podcast series at Anchor FM. In this episode, I'm happy to welcome Kreuzberg Pavilion and their co-directors and special dramaturgs Heiko Freund and Lisa Susanna Shore. In the second part of this episode, I featured the project space of which I am part, top transdisciplinary project space in Neukölln. I interviewed Mindagos Gapsevich, who is currently the co-chair of the association. Hello, and thank you so much for uh, having time to talk to me. This is the eighth episode of Art Next Door, and I'm talking to uh, Kreuzberg Pavilion directors and special dramaturgs Heike Freund and Lisa Susanne Schorn. So we will be talking about the history of Kreuzberg Pavilion as well as your position and then how you started this project space. Hi. Hello there. So, so nice to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, yeah, I'm Lisa. Um, I'm with Kreuzberg Pavilion for, um, uh, I don't know, eight years. and I uh, But I didn't found the space uh, like Heiko found the space. So I came later to the team. Yeah, and Heiko, maybe you can introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Heiko. And uh, I like to think about the Kreuzberg Pavilion as I started tomorrow. Uh, so I'm constantly erasing the history of the place in my mind because when you create too much history about your place, it creates a certain, uh, um, let's say, it kind of pull the brake in, in, in your innovation and where you want to go. So, um, of course, there are some, some, some facts about the past, about the space, but I, can't, I, I used to erase a little bit here and there <laughs> and just keep the things that push me forward because the place... Uh, established in a way uh, due to the circumstances in the city and they were always different and when we talk about the space now the circumstances you make a project space like five or six years ago were completely different than uh, than they are now we we went through all that changes and I guess in the past we we started with uh, getting closer to the Berlin art scene and later on the curators more but we first started with the artists gathering with a lot of artists making exhibition together with a very loose uh, uh, topic so the first years were all more or less about getting to know each other uh, gathering and at that time it was very uh, facebook was very generous at the time and it allowed us to to invite as many people as we wanted uh, now the circumstances of social media are completely changed, and uh, so we can get more specific, and that's what we are. So we we still a very social spot for artists and curators, and we it's very much the core of how we work because we're listening a lot to other people's uh, practices and work, and also let's say also problems that people have, and we try to be. Uh, 
an infrastructure for the people, for artists, for creators, for people who are completely undisciplined like myself. I would consider myself as completely undisciplined over the years. So, <laughs> um, so I never started this as a curator nor as an artist. Uh, it started with a genuine interest in how far we can get with this and how far we can improve things for artists and curators. And uh, the form of running a space helps you a lot of dissolving your own person and personality because you're not an artist personality anymore. You're not the artist, uh, the curator personality. So we are much in favor of, of dissolving the roles and keeping things very fluent and uh, liquid, let's say that. And actually, we're not really uh, functioning as a mere um, what did you say? Infrastructure um, anymore? Like we used to do that, uh, but uh, now we're more interested in developing uh, strategies and concepts with people together. So we're not really doing the thing anymore where people would come and have like a, a finished exhibition idea that they just want to uh, then uh, install in the space. So we're not interested in that because it does nothing for us. Yeah. It's like we're not in any part in the uh, development and uh, that's the most intriguing part of a project. Yeah, we kind of uh, improve the project or the idea of running a project space for ourselves. The, the projects beforehand were very intuitive, let's say that. So it was connected with a lot of listening, getting you know, each other practice and at the same time, criticizing also a lot so the, the place is a place of criticism and i want i see the future in this place also as a place of criticism and now after years we, we got more and more information let's say that so a practice brings you a lot of information about uh, what people expect from an art space what people have learned so far and how do we react because we are more or less we're not an artist project we we, we have a space, we have a space we pay rent for, and the space more or less uh, sustains after a project is finished. So living with uh, a space that is kind of sustains over the years, and is also embedded in a neighborhood, which is of course very important, embedded in a certain locality, make, makes, it, makes it very challenging. Let's say that. So artists, uh, you know, every Bayonelli or something like that, they s certain kind of are intrude into local intrude into localities. And as a project space, uh, you also get uh, treated like an intruder for many, many years, especially when you gather like 50 to 200 people for an evening opening, which is not luckily not possible at the moment. Mm, so, or sadly, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's in Berlin. It's uh, the people love to gather together in an exhibition. So if you want to, it's easy to create. It's easy to create a gathering of artists because people need space, and the space is uh, let's say a bit limited in in many people's minds. People still rely on on the usual gallery space, even if we wanted to extend this idea a little bit. This is uh, why we also uh, loved to do the Project Space Festival because the Project Space Festival is always a certain kind of uh, promotion of ideas how we can work with space in the city. So uh, this is like our two connections uh, to our practice. So the Kreuzberg Pavilion, keeping it sustainable, but at the same time, uh, 
in, make, make, make it uh, create a certain kind of criticism uh, through our practice because we receive a lot of messages through our practice and uh, we want to transmit these messages in a certain way in exhibition. This is our, our goal for the future. And in the Project Space Festival, we are lucky to, to invite many other people and discuss the idea of space in the city and how flexible we are on that topic, especially also with our work. I mean, the idea with the festival is that um, the next issue will be curated by a different team than us so that it can also develop further and uh, doesn't stay the same all the time. That's really important to us. So we will see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, we find it horrible to get to become too traditional about your profession. <laughs> so, so like, I don't know, the Transmediale was run seven years by the same person. That this, this would be the absolute horror for us, even if we would like to do it, because it's... I mean, it's uh, kind of, it, it's, it would be easy, like, to just say, okay, we're doing the next two issues of the Project Space Festival. It's very safe that we get some kind of funding for it. And so we had a job. But uh, that's uh, not the point. No, we're risking our safety all the time. <laughs> but we, but in COVID times, we 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 paused the Kreuzberg Pavilion because uh, we did we did a show. It was only in our front window, so it was a group exhibition where we had 13 artists involved. It was curated by us and artist Dana Engfer, and we had 13 artists working with the same format and. Uh, so we built a little installation that um, was using the space. We never used the space as a window space, actually. That's really funny. So people are so so more interested <laughs> to go inside. Uh, so we built an installation, uh, a kind of curatorial machine, let's say that, that was uh, able to move the works inside the space, back and forth. And we made a little choreography of of the works. So every day we changed the, 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 sh the window. So we had every day a different installation of the artworks, different kind on every day, a different one was featured. Here, uh, the work by, uh, that was Astrid. Astrid. Yeah, Astrid Bush was featured and all the other works are also present, but they're shown from their backside, actually. So we worked very much with a, with the backside of the space. So the, the works of the of the 12 other artists uh, next to the feature artist, artist of the day were shown backwards. So they were present, but uh, the expectation that they would be, be visible from, from the, from the uh, front. See the work by Astrid Bush, which is featured on uh, day 10 and all the other works are present, but showing from the backside. And um, in this picture, you see Clara Balsen uh, featured. I mean, it's a little bit small. And here is the work from Yuki Junges Blut, who decided uh, to make a series of photographs. So the idea that uh, Dana had, she made a series of uh, very light uh, watercolor paintings and then sent um, these watercolor paintings to different artists to uh, to further work on that or work with it in some way. And then we made an exhibition with it. And every day there would be a different installation and a different work featured. So, yeah. so it was open from uh, dawn till dusk. Yeah. 
And uh, so we were not there, but there was a slow change in the window. And since we never worked with the window space and uh, we also worked with without uh, artificial light. So uh, for us, it was important that the space uh, has a certain darkness inside and uh, it was highlighted by the works. So the, these little sheets were kind of very powerful in the darkness. And uh, it was also interesting to, to work with the reflection of the window, which we never had. And it reflected the neighborhood windows. And so the, the, the presentation was uh, like 18 hours a day and it's, it, there was no opening. So every, each artist gathered with their people to come. And so we kind of avoided large groups in front of the space. So it was a little neighborhood encounters and also the neighbors get more and more interest into that because we were not a large group of people gathering there all day. So they ran into uh, little enthusiastic groups of people and this was much more comfortable to the neighborhood. So we got very much in favor uh, of doing little things which become big things over time. But I think this was always the concept that we had. Yeah, yeah. So that was our uh, response to pandemic uh, so friendly far. exhibitions. Yes. <laughs> so we tried to stretch it uh, to a longer time span. We're absolutely not a fan of uh, gathering over 60 persons uh, in a show right now and inviting people uh, at eight or at six, which is, um, it's totally not working. You have a certain kind of... Uh, Responsibility, yeah, you have a certain kind of responsibility to you because people trust you that you kind of, you're the narrator of the space, you're, you're the narrator of the security, you're the narrator of the party, whatever. So so the people trust you. And uh, I think sometimes people don't know who have these kind of responsibility, that people have this kind of responsibility because people come and they trust you as a host. So what, what, what happens with the 2020 edition of... Uh... Our, uh, project space uh, festival so did you have to postpone it or it was not already planned i mean it was not already planned like um, we did not manage like in 2019 there was so much work with the festival that we curated so we did not uh, really manage to um, organize a new team for the 2020 editions and then uh, pandemic hit and we thought oh well it was not that bad that we didn't manage to do that so we are now in, um, like planning uh, 2021. We uh, applied for different fundings. And if we get a green light for funding, then we will find a curatorial team and then it will happen. Well, let's see, hopefully. So the idea is also the, the first five festivals? Started uh, 14, to 2014, then was 15, 16, and then was a break 18, 19, yeah, five. Yeah, five issues. Yeah, we also try to establish more breaks because uh, the festival was originally started by the Project Space Institute, and um, it started very well. Uh, they they were in contact with so many spaces, but they also decided to talk to certain spaces they find interesting and promising, and so they started this from out of the blue, but also with. Uh, they also wanted to call it <laughs> I Love Summer Break Festival because they settled the festival more or less in, a, in the summer break of the galleries and the museums. And they thought, 
well, maybe that's an opportunity for the project space to shine and, and close this uh, gap. And now 2019, we totally stepped away from this uh, because we don't feel like we are the fillers of these gaps. We feel very much like replacing these <laughs> hopes that people have in, in, infra in the infrastructure that we have right now because um, we have a very huge decentral uh, project space infrastructure and um, the problem is that people sometimes underestimate this kind of very huge decentral, I, I, I mean, that's basically the core of an, a decentral structure that we don't have this kind of central information, but uh, it's very large and there's so much happening in these spaces altogether. And the, the festival is, is, is here to reflect on that. And this is also why we established a blog for that. and established of writing for it because there's hardly you find hardly any good writing on on this idea of project space infrastructure everything that is judged judge uh, everything every judgment is like still very much related to the museum as the space for the art or it's it's, it's very much about conservative space that we're talking about and also a lot of artistical practice is very much uh, <laughs> orientated by the idea of uh, doing this in a museum somehow. Even if you run a project space, people come up to you and uh, treat your space like a museum and you have to corrupt that <laughs> idea. And this is what we very much, what we very much yeah, do, we're, yeah. do very much, yeah. Yeah, we're opposing these, uh, you know, these ideas that uh, people have when they come from art school or they come from other institutions and they don't know anything else yet. And so they have these certain ideas uh, that they want to bring into the space that don't fit really to us as a project space. So we don't work with white walls and uh, then uh, like, you know, an object in the middle. And that's not what we're doing. Now we try to corrupt it at every point. So we made exhibitions that were just like five minutes long. <laughs> so it took the people to go inside two and a half minutes and go out two and a half. And uh, we also did uh, show, shows, uh, readings that lasted 23 hours. So, so we kind of can work with the time span. We can work with the dramaturgy of the space, which is very important or gets me, gets me kicked even more than, than anything. Because uh, you don't have to, as a project space, you don't have to be present all the time, like an institution. So you can make your space very mystical and make people very curious about what you're doing. So you're not a service. Uh, you're kind of, let's say, a little bit mystical infrastructure <laughs> that helps the arts to uh, sustain. Uh, but we also like to empower the idea of curatorial work, let's say uh, independent curatorial work, because a lot of independent curatorial work is happening in these spaces. And... Curatorial work is very much important to, to the art world. It often gets mocked and people are often like fed up with the idea of a curator, but I can say from my... Uh, but I mean, these exhibitions that these people produce that are really anti-curators, kind of um, superficial, very superficial and also not very well put together. I mean, maybe there are interesting artworks, but all they're saying is, yeah, we don't have any curators. It's just a pure artwork that comes out of the studio and we put it there. And then I think, yeah, well, that's called curating if you decide that. So it's kind of stupid. We, we, kind, of, we kind of learned to, to 
to understand what a project is. So it's very bold uh, uh, statement to say that you're running a project space when you just started it, because a, a project. I, I didn't learn anything about running a project at uh, art school or uh, art pedagogy, which I have studied. <laughs> uh, this is very much something that we have to learn by ourselves. What is the kind of good project that uh, incorporates people, that creates access to something? This uh, also creates a certain kind of trust in the development of the arts, which doesn't make you feel like a, a cultural pessimist, which is so easy. It's so easy to be a cultural pessimist. And we are not like that. If I, when I work with an artist, I always get very optimistic because art is an expression for me of pure uh, optimism and uh, we can depart from that. Yeah. So now you have been already preparing for the 2021 edition, but of course now you need to get a, a confirmation from the funding. But you mentioned that you want to work with also external curators and then in 2019, actually you... Uh, collaborated with project spaces in Berlin in relation to other cities in different project spaces. Actually, it was really interesting. So it was suddenly not only Berlin, but it was just connecting Berlin vibrant project space world with other vibrant cities. So how was your experience? Oh yeah, well, you know, this idea of uh, inviting different project spaces from different cities, not only Berlin, this, uh, we already incorporated that in 2016 when Heiko was part of the curatorial team and I was kind of assisting. And he already had this idea, oh, let's invite a few other spaces. There are also other interesting spaces. And then in this year, he did it like only in Germany because uh, there were not the possibilities to invite people from other countries. But now in 2019, we thought, okay, let's expand this idea because there are so many interesting spaces all around the world and we want to explore that a little bit. So it was a very pleasant experience at most of the time. And we met very nice people, very interesting people that we also, uh, we, uh, you know, we followed their practice from you know, online. You have to say that many things that are developed about uh, project spaces or let's say an independent space scene, whatever that means, uh, is, has been not developed in Berlin. So there's a lot of regions where they, uh, where they have much fewer project spaces than Berlin, but a fewer project space in the city also creates more value to these spaces in a certain city. So so we have to learn actually from regions where there's even more, uh, lesser infrastructure than in Berlin. In, in Berlin, the people uh, sometimes don't recognize the, the the value of these spaces. So we so this is why we went to to uh, to Turkey and to Lithuania and also uh, are interested in spaces from London who like totally struggling with the with the rental. So it's it's. So the so we have to learn from other others, let's say project space scenes too, and we established uh, the idea of a translocal community. So translocal means that we all more or less we were in, we were in Beijing, and it was fun interesting to to find out that these spaces in Beijing <laughs> have similar problems than we have in Berlin, for example, with neighbors. You have to get very much along with your neighbors because your spaces are not like the Martin Gropius Bau very 
let's say, without a, without a closer environment, <laughs> like freestanding building. So you have very much to deal with, uh, with with neighbors all the time. And this is why we are like an exchange of translocal, of a translocal community. And it's, it's very much, it's very interesting what kind of things we do have in common. And at the same time, what is very different to our translocal community is the overall state. So the people in Russia that we met, they're quite more radical about, and they're open about radicalization of ideas. While in, in Berlin, the people are not very radical in that sense. Uh, they try to establish an infrastructure, which is also a good idea to normalize the infrastructure for artists, because this is what I like about Berlin. It kind of is it's not that exciting as people would say. I think also a lot of project spaces are very, very, very boring. And let's say conservative. <laughs> conservative. So this is why we needed also to... Um, so we also uh, invited 30 new spaces to the project space festival. So we didn't want to uh, create a, a certain, uh, 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 let's say establishment of project spaces in our minds. So our goal was yeah, to invite only spaces that had never been part of the Project Space Festival before. To, yeah, to not make it like, a, you know, uh, open studios every year. Yeah, we also, so uh, speak, and, speaking for ourselves. And to also, uh, you know, uh, see, okay, which spaces are maybe uh, we haven't reached in the past, like with an open call who don't feel that it applies to them. And let's see what else is out there. So we also asked around in our team if they had any ideas for any spaces. And that was really fruitful because there were new ideas or new spaces that we hadn't known that then came also into the picture. Yeah, we started to research about spaces that were never part of the uh, Project Space Festival. And so we didn't make an open call this year. So we were uh, looking. We were like researching spaces and also projects that we find interesting in developing the idea of uh, um, a project space. So it's not only about. So so we were not absolutely we were not in favor of a totally functioning uh, cultural institution, <laughs> because people like to establish this. Uh, but we find it more interesting to work with people who were on the on the. Uh, like let's say on the transition of a project uh, artistical project and a space, which is very interesting to us because there's a lot of uh, genuine things in this kind of transition. Yeah, with the festival, you're not bound to fulfill any expectations of what a project space is, so you can be a little bit experimental. It's not like we're also part of the uh, network for project spaces where you try to uh, sharpen uh, you know, the term project space and what is a project space so uh, and all these funding issues. So with the festival, we don't have these restrictions. We can be uh, quite open. And that's interesting for me. For example, yeah, find, find, find the queer initiatives, find the uh, feminist uh, initiatives. They're not that conservative. So they established other spaces for themselves. And these spaces are kind of extending the whole vision that we have. So we had a a lot of focus on on, on uh, female hosts and queer hosts, and uh, yeah, this went very well together. We also touched uh, the idea of uh, club culture, which is <laughs> very much in favor of our uh, cultural senator who <laughs> who wants to culturalize the clubs. And uh, is, at the moment, we have so many exhibitions and clubs or clubs, uh, you know, these kind of let's say boring club culture in Berlin. 
it's just so so I, I find it very much bore, fetish boring uh, they they start to realize that there's something to culturalize about them so let's say there's a lot of things we know about our spaces uh, and about our neighborhoods and about uh, our the people who are uh, love to to visit these spaces and exhibitions and uh, people are curious about what we do and I'm not speaking only about Kreuzberg Pavilion, but about all uh, project spaces and Berlin initiatives. We have so much knowledge, but at the same time, we have to put that into a certain direction. And this is something that, this is a point that we are working on with the, with the festival and what we try to communicate also to Kreuzberg Pavilion and makes it even more challenging. So before we close our interview, because actually I can ask many more questions and then I'm very curious about your whole experience in the last eight years but to sum up the uh, interview what would you add at the end uh, about the future of Prospect Pavilion? Um, I mean we will see how we proceed because right now uh, we applied for so many different fundings we are trying to do a project and applied I think for three different fundings with the same project so we have to wait what comes out and if we can develop something out of that if we don't get any funding we will have to regroup and uh, think of ways to um, you know continue our practice uh, on a smaller scale and but still like on an uh, interesting level we want to improve the infrastructure we want to improve the payment for the artists so yeah this so, is very yeah. very much that we uh interesting now we we made six years of exhibitions without or more or less most of them weren't paid we had over a thousand artists in our space who uh, we couldn't pay and now we know their situations of course many people it, uh, like the people not looking for this answer, but we, we find it very much very much our responsibility to improve these kind of things and inform politics uh, that we're here. And these these people are not just performing their work. It's, it's real work. And they're not sustained with their own money all the time, which is like very much ha what's happened uh, throughout the past 10 years. But the people are get more uh, political, and the people get more outspoken, and I love to see that progress. And yeah. yeah, so we're not applying anymore for sums that would underpay everyone involved in a project. So we're not doing that anymore, and we hope that has some kind of impact on a small scale, maybe. So we're giving up this uh, concept, this motto of Berlin is poor and sexy thing. No, it's I think that that oh, yeah. that should stay in the past. No, yeah. it changed. It changed. Uh, uh, Klaus Lederer said, uh, uh, changed this uh, I, I sentence. Mean, he said, can, You cannot uphold it anymore, like in a city where the rent gets uh, so high so quickly, but you still have like the shitty apartment, but now you pay double the price. So. I, I have a certain problem with this kind of undefined sexiness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get attracted by so many things and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this kind of uh, sexiness was so so undefined, and uh, of course, it uh, it very much applies uh, to a certain group of people. <laughs> but but we have it, it should apply for for everyone who's I mean, who's yeah. uh, in and out sexy. I mean, poor and sexy implies a lot of free labor, like unpaid labor, and we don't support that at all. 
and it's it's very difficult to create solidarity with uh, with being poor. <laughs> I mean, in the art world, people love to, uh, to use uh, many artists love to to work with underprivileged and use them as their shield to be to be privileged themselves. But I have to say, uh, nobody really respects you for being poor. This is my my. Uh, <laughs> This is my personal experience as well, because I'm not wealthy. I'm coming from a worker. I have a worker background, and uh, I'm always wondering why I'm here. So if people say you are so privileged because you're doing art world things, uh, I respond, no, it's not a privilege. I'm extending a certain kind of <laughs> perspective for, for, for people who come from a labor background here. And this is why also I'm very much connected to this idea of uh, Kreuzberg, uh, because uh, we have to open up things. And Kreuzberg is a kind of, if you carry that district in the name of your project, you have a certain kind of, uh, you have to create a certain kind of liability that you create access. Otherwise, uh, you will be an alien. <laughs> like like we start up things or whatever. You have to create access to people and let also people create your space a little bit. So you're not the creator of your space. You're more or less also reacting to people. Thank you so much. It was amazing to hear your position, the history, and then the upcoming exciting possible uh, project space festival. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you for the invitation. It was very nice to speaking to you. Art Next Door. Prepared by Tucha Era. Art Next Door is a bi weekly radio show on Keith FM. <laughs>